0: Yeah, talking about Wednesday, Uh talking about a podcast on mainly men's day, except for Griffin, cutting down the men's way, but it's all love and no hate. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, before yeah. they go grab lunch or maybe brunch if they beat the crunch. Podcast from the guys we love a bunch of drunk tank from the guys that chicken. Hey, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> hey, everyone, welcome to the Roosty Podcast. Hey, we have a special episode this week. This because I'm on it. Podcast number one thirty-seven. Because Jack's We got on a it. special guest, Jack. Jack Patillo. Hey, what's up, everybody? All the way from Achievement Hunter. Hey, you made the long trek, and How you you're doing? here with us now. You're already annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> I mean, like we we are like literally like thirty seconds in, if that. I know, it's already. early. Uh, we've also got Adam. Hello, everybody. Who uh, you know takes care of the website. I fix it. Sucker. Make sure it runs. Uh, yes.
1: Well, now it actually works.
0: Now it actually works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were <laughs> you you were really surprised at how uh, <laughs> how I was holding things together with duct tape before you showed up.
1: Uh, it was. <laughs> Duck well, well that doesn't mean the duct tape. Yeah, yeah. That's a conversation well, well, we'll for, that. for a later discussion, <laughs>
0: for a later podcast. We've also got Carrie here. Hey, what's up? I came all the way from upstairs. You came all the way from upstairs. travel yeah. snap. Long, long, long distances of to be here. And we've got joining us from BioWare, we've got David Bass and Blaine. I'm sorry, Blaine. What's your last name? Christine. Christine.
2: I never know how to say it, I always see it written down. And you are not the only one. I've lived my whole life as Blaine Christine, and then it's like, no, 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 it's Christine, pronounced just like Christine, spelled like Christine. <laughs> C-H, C-H, that's right. And nice. you guys uh, work over at Bioware working on the
0: Old Republic. That's right. What do? is it
2: that you guys do over there? Uh, So I am the senior live producer, and basically that means that I am in charge of uh, the testing program for the last OX amount of time that we have been actually externally testing the game, so currently running our beta tests and our testing weekends, which you guys hopefully have participated in and or heard about, and then also I'm in charge of making sure the game is ready to uh, go live, as it were. So you have no pressure
3: on your shoulders,
2: all is what you're (laughs) saying. That's pretty important. Uh, Yeah, uh, that's so I've been told. You probably have a huge uh, time crunch going on this time of year. Yes, the it, game. The game's launching December twentieth, I believe. Yep, December twentieth is the ship date, and uh, we are marching towards that date. Definitely, um, high excitement within the studio right now, <laughs> but also, yeah, a lot of time being put in. And it's I the
3: twentieth worldwide too, because initially it was like Europe got pushed back a couple days, right? But now it's all the twentieth across the board, right?
0: Yep, that's correct. Oh, I didn't right. know that. Yeah, breaking news for you. Look me. at that. Yeah, that was a couple days well, ago. Welcome they, to the podcast. Uh, learn it. <laughs> it might have been, might have come out while I was at New York Comic Con.
4: That's true. It did come out
1: at
0: Okay, yeah.
4: well, there you go. I saw David there. Right. I, I went by the booth a couple times. And so, David, what do you do? Uh, I'm on the community team, um, and so a lot of my job's focused on working with all the fan sites and the guilds for the Old Republic, yeah. because there's a lot of us, nice. a lot of them. Um, and I also help uh, coordinate all the events we've been doing all year, so the conventions we've been at, all the... Uh, meet and greets and the fan meetups and stuff that they do. Plus, uh, I help organize things like our podcast appearances. Nice. Hey, <laughs> well, <laughs> well <that's appreciated. laughs>
3: I met I met David at uh, was it Pax Prime a couple is years ago. Pax, yeah, yeah. He was working on the Lego MMO, and I was like, hey, Oh, right,
0: yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And so, because he came over, because you were a fan, right? Like, you were a fan I was of the a show, huge fan, yeah. And so he came over. He's like, Oh, I'm a fan. And I saw his Lego shirt, and uh, and Bernie's son JD is a huge Lego fan. I was like, Oh, dude, I got to bring Bernie by because because JD was with Bernie. And so, uh, we met you there. And then, like, a couple months later, you emailed me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm moving to Austin because I got this job with BioWare. And I was like, Oh shit. So you ended up, you came by our office before you even went to BioWare, right? Yeah, like my first day out here. I like <laughs> dropped myself off and I was like, I'm going down to Rooster Teeth. Yeah. And then we managed to, uh, convince you to get us into the office or go
4: visit BioWare at least, right? So- yep. So so yeah, you go. good times. We, uh, you scratch you should, our back, we scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my that was my two pronged plan: was <laughs> bribe, bribe you guys, and then you guys pay it back.
2: Jack, you have to tell uh, the rest of the story, I, man. I was trying to hook you up for a long time, okay. bringing people from Bioware down here. You know, Brian Art, some of the guys on our creative services team, and you know, Jack. Is and I true? Go back a long way. Yeah. I don't know that. No, but then, yeah. but then Brian kept ignoring him. That was the problem. That's true. So, oh, yeah. so Blaine, oh, and a, history, Blaine and I have
3: we have a history because Blaine and I I've known you for like five years now. We have a long storied history. Yeah, Blaine and I worked together at an old video game company where Blaine was a producer there. On some really bad games. <laughs> Come on, Gothic Three was good. So, okay, Gothic Three was fun. But anyway, so how, how do you go from like working on Gothic Three to working on the like the hottest MMO coming out ever? You know, how do you pull that? Like who who who's asked to you have to kiss to do that?
2: <laughs> well, Jack, uh, let me tell you. Um, so I actually started out my career at Activision back in 2000, and I started humbly uh, as just an hourly temp employee uh, as a, a QA tester. And just working on console games there. And I worked my way up over several years to actually be a producer. And the last game that I was a producer on at Activision was X-Men Legends, the original one. Thank you very much. And I actually started out producing X-Men Legends 2. And so that was my history sort of leading up to my journey to Austin. A good friend of mine was working as a producer at Aspire, where Jack was working, and brought me in because they were looking for some help. And I came in, was working at Aspire for about a, a year and a half, two years, and sort of keeping my eyes open for other opportunities within Austin and noticed very quickly when there was <laughs> a producer opening at BioWare because, of course, I've been a big BioWare fan for years and years and years, played yeah. Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter <laughs> Nights and all that good stuff because I was a geeky little child and wanted to continue that in video games. <laughs> really? And man, I was, I'm not the only fanboy here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. all the, Everybody who works at BioWare, you know, we are fans of... Of uh, Bioware, I think and that's a, how everyone's story starts. Oh, when absolutely! They're talking about how they got the job of Bioware. Everyone, yeah.
3: everyone worked at Activision for a couple of yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody on worked X-Men on X Men Legends. Legends. Yeah,
4: <laughs> and then saw the job.
2: Well, like,
3: so you went over to Bioware before Star Wars got announced, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That was a very interesting thing because at the time, as everybody knows, it was like the worst kept secret in the industry. <laughs> yeah. So I went in there to interview, and it was a very long, intense interview process. I can tell you. Uh, and and they were they were like, well, we can't tell you what we're working on. I'm like, well, it's an MMO, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys did Knights of the Old Republic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Willow? Because they had already announced they were working with LucasArts, right? So so it was fairly <laughs> obvious what yeah. we were talking about at that point. I think if you had come in before they'd announced the deal with LucasArts, it might have been a, a different story, perhaps.
0: Yeah. So, man, well, congratulations on on working your way up. That's that's another reveal. I didn't know there was a Willow game in the works. (laughs) I I know I'm not the only one that's super excited about that.
2: And after that, Howard the Duck. That'll be uh, (laughs) my third installment in BioWare MMOs. No,
3: but for like the 3 billion people at email us asking how to get a job in the industry, there you go. I mean, you literally worked your way up from a QA tester, which is probably the easiest position to get into. That's quality assurance, like game testing, essentially, for those of you who don't know the the lingo, the terms. So scary, and you know. by game testing, you just
0: sit there and play. You, you work were- for the game company and you play the game before it comes out to point out to find bugs, yeah. I mean, and issues. when Blaine and I worked, only about one hundred
1: and fifty thousand times, um, yeah. And then you get the the top leaderboards for like six months, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and then those go away, and you're just like, how did someone else be? I spent my life for six months (laughs) on this game, and you just beat that? What?
3: No, that's like when Blaine and I worked at Aspire, we literally had another, like, a a separate office that was just our QA team. And it was, like, almost 100 people at one point when we were producing a whole bunch of different games. And, yeah, those guys would go in, start working on some game, like a broken game, and Mm -hmm. play it nonstop for 8 to 12 hours a day and then come in do it all over again yeah, and I start
0: he, over. Again. I hear the real killer is the documentation. Yeah. Like sitting down having to recreate and yeah. explain exactly what you did to create the
2: issue and then show it. Yes, yes. That, I, so I have some of the killer of all killer stories from my days in QA at Activision because when I started, you got to remember, this is back in the old days. <laughs> and uh, so we were working on uh, Game Boy Color games. Oh, wow. And, and so so we would test those for eight hours a day. And so I worked on such wonderful titles as 102 Dalmatians. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite um, game. I believe there was (laughs) some sort of Disney racing game. But then the topper of all toppers, and this was – I was actually the QA lead for nine months – on uh Simba Lion King Adventure On PlayStation <laughs> 1 You could complete the entire game In two to three hours And we we tested that for nine months straight So it was, oh, it was wow. me as a lead And then one guy working for me And then we'd be like "Up, oh, we've gone through the game again And they were so slow in fixing bugs and, and it was a very long, painful project That took many twists and turns But ultimately it was a good thing Because that's how I got to know the producer That hired me up into production at Activision So it was good But nine months of Lion King Adventures On PlayStation 1 Thank you very much no, Oh wait! No. So a, a two-hour game like that, at some point, doesn't beating a two-hour game that
1: you work on for nine months just become like it, it, just muscle memory, where you could just like close yeah. your eyes and be like,
2: "Level done, level done,
1: <laughs> well, level if, done." If you work like an eight or nine-hour day, you're finished, but,
0: and you just play the game over but, and over. You it, it four times, times a day. Today.
2: Yeah, and we're not talking a lot of branching content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's not an open not world, story choice. Yeah. There, yeah.
2: not not like a BioWare game.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> but uh okay. So we should probably talk about the old republic. I guess so. So okay. Yes. So the the uh, I guess the embargo's been lifted so people can finally talk about uh certain things. about certain things. Yes. And we've been playing this game for a long time. Yes. We can and, say that. How right. long? How long? We've been on a month or two, maybe. No, what? we've been on longer than that. Oh yeah, we have definitely been, on way, been, than been that. on way longer. We've been than at least that. six we, we, months. Yeah, in, yeah, we got in we got in March or Oh, geez, I think it was March, right. yeah. It was February or March. So we've been playing a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I've, I've split. I should
3: say I've been playing like a, like a hardcore for the last couple yeah. of months.
0: So, and we have spent a lot of time. Because we're assholes, so we spend a lot of time playing the Imperial side of things. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Republic side today. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: that so, makes perfect sense.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> That was a fun indie to read. Like,
3: oh, the, everything you know back to front. No, you can't talk about any of that. So anyway. But luckily, you know.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of it carries over. The, the, I mean, we can the, talk the, a lot the, about the, a lot of cl- general stuff. The classes carry over. You know, every every class on one side has its complement on another side. Which And is
1: we good. did still play. I mean, we did still play a bit of the Republic side. Yeah, yeah.
3: But I mean I know we've all we've all had characters make it to like the 20s or so. There's you, we can say there's lo- up to level 50, right? That's that's out there. This is going to be a fun game. What can I talk
4: about? What, well, what will Gus have to bleep out? Don't worry, we can always edit it later. Okay. So <laughs> if we say something we don't like, we can always remove it because <laughs> something I don't like. Podcast <laughs>
0: magic. <laughs> um, so uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, the smuggler, which I thought I didn't think was a class that would really interest me because like, you know, everyone thinks of Star Wars and they think of, you know, Jedi's and Sith and lightsabers and running around. And I'll admit, the first couple characters I rolled were, you know, those kinds of characters. But I decided to play a smuggler, and that was really a lot of fun. I think the way that it uses the cover system is not something I'd seen in an MMO before, where you, if you look for cover or you deploy a portable cover, you get advantage in different attacks, and you're incented to do so. It's almost like, you know, taking a World of Warcraft... Um, you know, analogy. It's almost like a warrior using different stances, but instead of using stances, you're using items in game for for your bonuses. So it's like, oh, I'll hide behind that rock, or oh, I'll go hide behind that debris and uh, and lay down, you know, fire and do DPS like that.
2: that. That's cool. I'm I'm very glad to hear that that you enjoyed that. Obviously, taken directly from. Of course, we want people to feel like Han Solo, which is of course <laughs> why we created that class. But I think the cover thing is something that. Uh, Again, I've been Bioware for four years, and so uh, a couple of years ago, it was really like a big decision for us, and and we had to put some time and investment into that system. And so it was a big question among the design staff and and everybody else just to be like, okay, if we're going to go down this path, we really have to support it and make sure that it is a viable option and that it is fun for players. And so it's very good to hear Mm -hmm. people respond positively and say, yes, you made the right decision.
0: (laughs) Because it it, it probably would have been a lot easier just to make it a ranged DPS class that just stands there and shoots. But instead, you know, you introduce this other mechanic where it's like, oh, you look at the environment and you kind of use the environment to your to your benefit and deployable covers. If there is no environment, you can use you no know, that range DPS class. That's a trooper.
3: That's that's what I play. Like I love I love doing heavy damage from further away and it's kind of you know you know running like blowing stuff up and running and hiding and letting the tanks take over. To yeah, I can play. picture I can
2: picture you running and hiding. Absolutely, absolutely.
3: So you know, I, I play it like I play a mage on WoW and I'm definitely playing like a trooper slash bounty hunter.
4: Those are the well, two sort of complementary. So you are play trooper as a. DPS and not as a tanker healer.
3: Yeah, typically. Like that's. Can we can we talk about the healing stuff at all? Yeah. Like okay, yeah. So I I love that you can self heal in in this MMO. Like this one thing we can talk about is mm-hmm. like everyone's got a revive and everyone's got a self heal, which is so awesome. Like out of combat. Yeah, 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 out of combat. Yeah, yeah. Once
0: so. you're out of combat, you you know pause for a few seconds and you regenerate your uh your health and your action pool, yeah. whatever yeah. it is for your mm-hmm. class.
3: Essentially, what your mana would be. Right. So it's like I think for troopers, like it's like ammo or. You know, whatever you yep. venture heats or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Sith power. It's actually the
1: opposite for the for the night because they like when they start combat they don't have anything and then they have to do like you know normal attack like three or four times and then they unlock the higher tiered abilities by you know getting enough action points and then they can
2: get those skills. Co- focus, right? Focus, focus. Yeah. yeah, focus, yeah. 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 So, anyway. Yay DPS! Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the trooper myself. Yeah, like, like that was the class that I was instantly drawn to, just because like big muscly guys, you know, lots of armor, and uh, that's how I dream of myself. <laughs> since I'm actually kind of the opposite. So. oh
3: man, remember we dressed, we dressed Blaine up in a suit of armor and ran around Austin, Texas one time for a Gothic Three, actually for an E3. God, I wish I had a video of that. I wonder <laughs> if I do. I'm sure you do. I- I'm shocked. I-, I would be shocked if you didn't. Man, you well, it was a it, lot of things. You know, it was like a, it was a four-year consideration E3 thing. So we only sent it to like just to journalists. Who are like on this E three board or something like that? But I'll see if I can track that down. I've got a, I've got a couple days before this podcast comes out, so well, if you
2: can't find it, um, I have it somewhere. Do you so really? I can pass it along. Oh
3: my god! We, Careful, it's gonna go in the link dump. for this, yeah. so. <laughs> we, we had Blaine in a suit of armor running around UT, like talking to girls about Gothic three. <laughs> they were like, uh, bye, and walking away. Yeah, and
2: strangely stuff. enough, they weren't very interested. Not in at all. Not why. at all. But
4: anyway, back to the important stuff. So you were saying you were playing Smuggler Gus, yeah. right? What did you think of the story? Because that was one of the things that threw me the first time I played it. I was like, eh, not really interested in it. And then I played it through, and suddenly I was like, this is the best story ever. It's really
0: good. I think uh, all of the stories were done well to where it's like you play, you you have certain preconceived notions about where things are going. And you're like, oh, there's going to be a twist. But it's still uh, it's still fresh. Like, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give spoilers right. away and talk about it. But it's still, everything you see is really engaging. Like, you want to know what's going to happen next. You become invested in the character. And in the other characters you're interacting with, and uh, getting your thing. And when when I was playing, like I've, I've played a couple of different ways, like try and have different mindsets. And it's interesting to look at the options that appear. Like I'm like I'm gonna play this one, you know, like you said, like Blaine said, I'm gonna play this one like Han Solo. Like I'm gonna play this one like a goody two shoes. I'm gonna play this one like an asshole and just pick you know all the evil choices. And then you know the the consequences and the different arcs you see are really are really
4: interesting. It's really well thought out. So then how many people did you sleep with as the smuggler? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> even, even the ones that weren't an option. <laughs> I think that's typically the answer. Even just like yeah. the roaming
3: NPCs. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah, what's up? What's you, up? up? You, want, <laughs> you want to see my blaster? That's cool.
3: <laughs> hey, St- hey vendor. how you doing? <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, so uh, on the conversation options sort of um, topic, hey, did you guys get a chance to check out multiplayer conversation? Yes. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's
0: that's really, really cool, the whole social aspect of it. Like, well, well, for people who don't know, it's like, for example, let's say you're grouped up and you're doing a flashpoint. Um, flashpoint what, is like an instance, essentially. Right. When you get to the a, a point where the party's talking to an NPC, everyone chooses their conversation option, and they all roll Automatically in the back end, like without you having to do anything, every character rolls a random number, and whoever gets the highest roll, they, whatever dialogue choice they chose is what the party presents as their choice to yeah. uh, the NPC. And it's also fun because, like, you can
3: you can pick, like, there are light side and dark side choices. You can pick a dark side choice, and someone in your party can pick a light side choice, and it, whoever wins that role is going to decide the fate of wherever you go, but you'll still get your points no
1: matter what.
0: Right. So, and, yeah. but, but it's whoever, whoever's choice gets picked. They also get uh, like a social point bonus yeah, as well. Yeah, but and they're so, the ones that
1: get to drive the the way the story goes. Right. Like yeah. if someone picks a dark choice, um, and and that's going to change how the mission plays out. If they've won, they get to you know the evil gets to be done, <laughs> okay. so to speak. <laughs> yeah, you guys get to run around and kill everyone or whatever. Yeah, it is. I, I can give does. an
0: example. You know, in like in the SLS flashpoint, mm-hmm. which is uh, the fir- I think the first flashpoint you do as the Republic you know, you're running around this ship and you have to deactivate some security doors that have closed the bridge off and you get to engineering and you want them to help you and you have, you know, a dark side and a light side choice. You can either... You know, reset the reactor, which vents the engineering, and everyone dies. They all go out. Everyone in the engineering course goes how out to supposed space. To do it. They get do space. It Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the correct choice. Yeah. Or if you go light side, you can run around and you have to disable like four or five power conduits around the ship, which takes it's a little way longer.
1: Longer, totally inefficient. Just but go. you don't murder people. But you don't murder people. So
0: you know theoretically you could be in
2: a group and someone's like, no, don't kill him, and you're like, yeah. no, <laughs> no <I'll> kill them. <laughs>
0: yeah, murder eyes, yeah. like, yeah. murder
1: eyes. Whoever gets the
0: better role uh, uh, succeeds. I-, I, think I think
2: one of the one of the funny things about that again system that we developed a long time ago, and we were sort of like. Eh, we don't know how this will play out, and so at the first E3, uh, where we actually showed the game, were you at the, did I, did you come to that one, Jack? I May think you were, you be. sat in on one of those first presentations, but, oh anyway, yeah, yeah, I did. Anyway, we showed off the multiplayer conversation, and the question we would always get from the press and players was like, oh my god, exactly what you guys are talking about, which is, what happens if somebody picks the choice that I don't want? And it was so hard, it, until you experience it, to just tell people, that's the whole point, that's why <laughs> it's fun, because we were playing it at that time, and no one else was, and we're like, that's why it's so awesome, and it's hard, you can describe that, but then once you experience it, you know, same thing, you're talking about that choice of killing the engineers. Mm-hmm. I was playing through with a group recently, and, and um, one of the people we were playing with actually hadn't seen that particular choice, and she was trying to play the good class and we're like, go evil, go evil. <laughs> and then I won, and she literally, like, let out a shriek. i like, <laughs> ah, you just killed all. and i'm like yeah i killed them all that's what i'm supposed to do as jack said i didn't yeah. talk to one of my
4: coworkers for a week after he vented
1: them <laughs> that was any, actually has anyone ever
4: made it through not venting
1: them i, I, uh, I have i've, I've okay. been through both sides but one of my favorite parts about the specifically the accessories is is in the group conversation system you can see what other people are choosing so i apparently the first time i went through it went with a whole bunch of goody two-shoes and i was playing a very very dark jedi um So, I was the only person that vented. I actually had someone leave group. They were were so offended that I killed all of those people. They were like, I can't do this anymore. And they left. (laughs) They logged out. And I was just like, oh, I guess we have to bring a companion now, but they abandoned that that ship. They they, left
0: everyone on the ship to (laughs) die, which is ultimately the more evil choice. There you go.
4: (laughs) One of the things I see a lot, I don't know if you saw it in chat, but people will say, like, you know, looking for group for Sellies, light side only. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, hey, actually, side. It's
1: that's funny. Cool. I haven't <laughs> seen that yet. That's awesome. What's the, I guess maybe you get a couple extra kills because the the light side choice, in, at least on the accessories, is a little bit longer. But because I get the points for being dark side, whether I am whether the light side choice, like is there any? There's no advantage to doing that other than being um, you get like see no evil, hear no evil. That's I don't want to yeah. kill. It, a but, boy but boy. That's, a, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it could be role playing. You know, which some people are are pretty serious about. Or it could be also like the accumulation of the light side or dark side points. Like, they maybe if they want a lot of light side points. Yeah,
3: that's a really cool thing, too, is, like, you can literally be playing, like, a dark, like, Republic character or a light Sith character or Empire character. But that's a a cool idea. That's a cool aspect. I mean, we haven't really dealt with that a whole lot in sort of the Star Wars universe, at least in the stuff I know.
2: Yeah, I think you see that in the original Knights of the Old Republic, and so that carried over, but we tried to take that even farther than than it sort of went in that game. And I think you really see that, not that we can talk about this today, (laughs) but towards the end of the the experience, it's certainly not the end of the game because it's an MMO and, you know, it won't end. It's going to on, and you'll experience many, many adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Again, that's it's under it's NDA. So it's my life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: I get divorced, I'm going to be so pissed. No, it's, it's, it's funny, <laughs> though, because like, you'll be notice. having fun yeah. in the old Republic. <laughs> <movie. laughs> so much fun. And in real life, will suck. Man, but like, like
3: as you said, we said, played, we played both sides now. We can really only talk a whole lot about Republic. But I've noticed, like, the guys who are playing Empire characters, they're a lot easier to get along with, in my opinion. Do <laughs> like, you think so? The, the, dude, I've said, like, you'll be running around. There's some, there's some quest where it's like you have to go and, like, destroy X number of reactors, something like that. And any time I see people running around the same area, I typically just throw them an invite. Even if they don't ask for it, I just throw them an invite yeah, so we can all group up together so that way we're not waiting in front of one for to trip. I've been denied so many times in the Alliance side, where, like, the Empire you side... just call them Alliance? Yeah. Oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Republic, Republic. <laughs> I, oh, I wrote dude. it on the board. I I Come like on, Fox Jack. TV. I'm sorry. Okay, the Republic side. Did
2: you side. see any gnomes or dwarves <laughs> <running> around? <laughs> no.
0: But then yeah. on, on the empire side, like almost almost always, people are like yeah, sure, let's kill stuff, you know, let's if, murder together. If, if someone sends me, and this is me personally, if someone sends me an invite without saying anything, I always decline it. Oh, really? If people are like, "Hey, you were waiting here. You want to do this?" Like, yeah, sure, I'll group up. No problem. Because I don't but know. They have like,
4: to say something first. Yeah,
0: because if I don't see them, I think like, who is this asshole? Like, is this person like nowhere near me? Uh, are they just like they just found be, your name? Randomly? Yeah, they like found my name and like, hey, what's up? I want to buy some credits. <laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> want to <you're, wanna> come, <laughs> come see a show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here smuggling to sleep them right, right. So i just like, assume
4: they have like a trench coat with like goods that i got yeah. you know it's like no i don't want to deal with this No, like, no, no, no thank you. It's so like thanks, good. it's like
0: i'm walking down the street like not making eye contact like, no no i'm good thank you I but i mean i, I th- love th-
3: but like there's the whole social point thing too and you know that stuff builds in with the game it's like you know you want to start grouping up it really <laughs> drives this aspect of this social gathering yeah, social talk to them yeah yeah well whatever see on the flip side well, see, every together. time
1: you and me have grouped together and and we've only done so on the empire side but for this example we're going to do it on the republic side <laughs> <laughs> every single time so I am playing a opposite faction to what you would normally consider. You know, so if I was playing Republic, I am playing Dark Side. Okay, so what uh, you are saying
4: is you are playing Empire
1: Light Side. I am playing Empire Light Side. You are a very nice. I, I well, no, I just crunched the market numbers, and right now they're a lot <laughs> rarer. So Adam's a pro. Are way cheaper. So I am going to make a lot more. I am I am Light Side out of selfishness. <laughs> so that's, I don't know how that works, but hey. If it's cheaper and there's less competition for those gears, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and that, that's one thing. Like, and I mean, every single time I make a life side choice, you're like fucking pussy. <laughs> From my experience, all empire players are assholes. <laughs> okay,
3: exactly. That's the whole point. No, that that's one. That's one aspect that's pretty cool. It's like literally, there's armor you can only get depending on what side you're on. Yeah. So it's like you have to be dark. You know, dark side. I don't know how deep we can get into, it, but it's like you have to be a dark side. How far level. did you
1: make it? Because like. You know, as far as we're able to play it. I know, we, we literally have a in board Coruscant, we to look at. In Coruscant, at. there was Light 1 armor. So we're allowed to talk about light one yeah. armor, right? Yeah. yeah. If not, we'll just uh, we, right.
3: we have to assume there's going to be more than light one. There might I, be other I, I'm levels. Sure. Well, I mean, the I scale goes get so light so one. Scale I could still get five points. To dark five. So okay, so go. it goes from five. So yeah, so you get armor based on what level you are, and so the choices you make through the solo questing, also the like the
0: flash points and everything like that. You you build up your your characters. which is like what we talked about. On exactly. the Flash point, you know, making those light side or dark side choices that ultimately levels that. Part of the game as yeah. well, or that part of your character.
3: But you as well. also you also get social points too, which I'm assuming there's stuff tied to those social points. I don't Absolutely. know if I've seen yeah, that yeah. exactly. Yeah, they're,
1: they're in there. Actually, the first planet I think, uh, Tython, for me had like social one gear that I didn't see in Coruscant. But I had to go when I went back to my home planet, I could get like Jedi Consular social one armor. Oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't because I was mm-hmm. poor. But <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. just so we're clear. it was possible.
0: It was in the NPC. From what we've seen, there's two starting planets. It's Ord Mantell and Tython. Yes. Yep. And Ord Mantell is the starting planet for the Smuggler and, and the, the Trooper. trooper. And uh, Tython's for Jedi Knight and Consular. Yep, that's right. So you can think of the Jedi Knight as being like a melee DPSer. The Jedi Consular as being like, kind of like casting DPS, but still also with melee. Well, the, the well, thing
2: is it gets really tricky once you get into the advanced classes because well, each class has those branches, and the branches take you in a different path. Plus, you've got your skill trees, which then allow you to further specialize. So so really what we're trying to build is like we want you to be able to pick sort of the story and the theme that you want to go with mm-hmm. and then be able to customize from there. So, so at the early levels, it definitely feels like what you're describing, but at the later levels, it, there's really a, a variety of options. So u-
0: ultimately... You could have almost any class fulfilling, like they're really utility, depending on the choices you've made and where. where sure, you I mean, to I mean take of it. course, the
2: the there's things like if you were playing the trooper, you're certainly not going to be heavy on the melee, right? Yeah, so right. it's like you're, you're definitely ranged, but then, um, you know, whether you are going like range tank or range DPS are things that that you can sort of specialize in as you get further into the yeah. game.
3: I love yeah. the idea of advanced classes too. That's really really neat. Where it's like you start off one way, kind of building your base skills, and then you literally branch. You can go like in two different two different directions and um like that that idea i mean that alone you know doubles the amount of classes mm-hmm. essentially you have and then even then like the skill tree breaks it off even more so it's like you can be so specialized and find something you really really want to do and that's that's really really cool See, it, i
1: like that and i hate that at the same time <laughs> I, as, as someone who is who, who typically builds groups like i'm always the person who's like i'm looking for a group you know i need three more people for this dungeon yeah and Until you get to the point where you know, like, what all the different builds are for what every different person. When someone says, oh, yeah, I'm a Jedi Consolar, you're like, oh, that means healer. So I'm going to invite them. And then, like, halfway through the dungeon, you're like... Or not Dungeon, Flashpoint. are nah. like, why am I not getting healed? And they're like, oh, I'm DPS. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> well, that's why we don't have a healer now.
4: <laughs> it's like what Blaine was saying, is that we want people to choose their class based on what story they want to see. Yeah. But their advanced class is what decides what they can What they play. actually do. So people aren't going to be saying, I'm a Jedi Consular. They're going to be saying, I'm a Jedi Shadow. And okay. then you'll learn what the Shadow is very quickly. Because mm-hmm. the Shadow
1: but, is stealthy. But even then, like, the, 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 you know, the Seer... Is is the uh, seer can be a healer? Sh- yeah. yeah, seer can be a healer. They can be a DPS, and they can be kind of crowd control. Like they can be a pre- right, even wife. within the advanced class. But, yeah, yeah, J- saying, yeah. Yep, can, you're right. I am uh, a Jedi seer, but like what that means is completely irrelevant. Like they can be anything. Yeah, they no, you have mean, yeah. no points in healing, which means they'll have like one or two of the base heal skills,
2: but the good skills that matter, they won't have. No, I think you bring up a good point, which is we have fulfilled our mission of making sure that we have lots and lots of choices for each class and definitely. how they play out, it is but definitely. it makes it a little bit trickier for you to be like, you have to. You just have to be a little bit more specific about yeah. what you the, want in your groups, all right? Really, <laughs> it's your really fault. your yeah. fault, your problem, yeah. but yeah. I think you can start. Once, once
1: it gets to the point where I like, know people yeah. and yeah. I have a guild yeah. of people that I'm like, okay, this person I know is a healer, then it's fine. But just with a bunch of randoms uh, it was you'll, like you'll, oh just have to, God, you'll just have to change the way you ask it's the, like looking <laughs> for a
0: healer or looking for dps or looking for a tank yeah. instead of being specific about the type of class Unless, you're looking for until you've memorized all of the skill trees for every class <laughs> there you go and yeah, speaking of guilds
4: too
3: i love what you guys are doing with the guilds as far as having like like the the team or not like the, what is it companion guilds and also like like uh, not villain what's the what's the word i'm looking for or like your, your opponent i don't know guild? what
0: you're talking about i don't know I don't know
3: what
4: you're talking about either. You're talking about allies and adversaries. Yes, actually. allies and adversaries. Oh,
2: on the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a <laughs> web program. Like, well, well. yeah, Jack is talking about a game. web program, which uh, definitely we want people to check out, Which is, and we have had a lot of people check out. But if you go to the web, you can actually sign up and create your own guild on the web. And then we just introduced a new program, Adversaries and Allies, that Jack is talking about, which basically allows you to say, Jack, you're in a guild that I either love or hate, and therefore we want to play together when the game launches. We're going to um, do our best, and it's a tricky job, as you can imagine to sort of detangle that web of adversaries and allies, and then plug them into the game so that when we start up the game, that you'll actually be able to say, "I'm on this server and it's with Blaine, yay!" So kind of like def-
3: uh, throw your group into a sort of a default server, sort of give you that option. Yeah, so you guys are
1: you guys are almost pre alotting characters to servers, so it's not pre allotting like can- guilds to servers. The- guilds, yeah. okay, okay. Well, that's that's close enough. I mean, I guess, I'm, yeah. I'm a part of a guild, so therefore I'm. Yeah, gonna I, be allotted. I, that's that's really interesting. And I will
3: say for everyone who has been asking me, yes, we are rolling a drunk tanks or drunk tanks guild on on the servers. Like yeah, actually, you're actually not renaming the, the drunk tanks. No, no, it's it's funny though because <laughs> like I'm, the rooster teeth guild. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still the drunk tanks. But uh, yeah, so we actually have it up already. I, as of last night, I have 102 members in the guild already, mm. and so we have one. We have one adversary. We have the drunk alliance. Which someone on the site messaged <laughs> me is like, "Hey, can we be?" Uh, can we be your adversaries? Like yeah, sure, why not? So we're looking for other ad- two more adversaries and a couple of. Uh, I would think a
0: that the drunk tanks adversary should be like mad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or like or gad, like guilders against drunk driving. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that <laughs> does drunk Dungeoning. Things. Someone's <laughs> already created
4: that now that you mentioned
3: it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So I'll, I, I'll I'll have Gus throw a link up there. So I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys haven't announced guild size or anything like that yet. So. Uh, yeah, it's
4: 500 characters. Oh, okay, yeah.
3: great. Well, yeah. So the first 500 to get in, get in. So and then we'll start booting people based on how much they play. So. I think Adam's going to be helping us out on that. Maybe, maybe. I'm. I'm. What?
1: <laughs> I'm okay. Adam, I mean, can I boot people out for being retarded? Yes. Oh, then definitely. Okay, there you go. You heard it. You heard it from Adam.
2: Um, Kick Jack. Hey.
0: <laughs> we should also talk about the uh, the war zones as well. Okay. that's another. Thing oh yeah, cool. That, the uh, PvP wars, yeah. So there's there's <laughs> two there's two that I've played that I know of. There's Alderon and the Hutball one. Yeah, yeah. yeah what do you think of Huttball? I love Huttball. Right on. There's,
1: Absolutely fantastic.
0: There's uh, and for people who haven't played it, it's uh, it's it's set up like a sport. And there's a ball that spawns in the middle of an arena, and two teams rush at it, and you have to take the ball and rush it to the other team's goal across the map. It's almost like rugby or football. Where you have to take it past the line, and if you do, you win. And if you pick, if you pick up the ball, you move at a slower pace, and a giant shaft of light illuminates you, so everyone on the map shaft. can see where you are. <laughs> Come on, let's be mature. <laughs> <here>. I keep <laughs> it to myself. I was laughing, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of little flourishes that I like about it, like the announcer voice, uh, who uh, you know narrates the game. And who also does commercials.
2: Yes, yes, for Zerka Corporation. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: is really, really good. And just, it, it's it's cool to, like, get in there and have that sense of mayhem. where you're, It's almost like rugby, where it's like a scrum, where it's like, oh, look, there's a
2: giant pile of players right there. I'm going to go jump in there and, you know... And yeah. fuck some people up, too. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty tricky. I, I think that that the gameplay style is, is awesome. I'm glad to hear you guys like it. If anybody wants to check it out, you can actually go to the Star Wars The Old Republic website and we've got at least one video of it. That's there. a nice plug right there. I'm a pro, David. Come on. Uh, but we actually showed this off at PAX this year and allowed people to play it. I think the tricky part is if you jump in for the first time, you don't know what's going on. Really, really difficult. But it's, uh, it's, um, it's one of those games where the longer you play it, the better you get at it, and you sort of start to develop strategies. Then um, then it really gets a lot more fun when you at that get point. when you
4: get a full group going. Who knows what they're doing? Oh, yeah. It's amazing because yeah. you can pass
2: the ball. Yeah. I don't know if you, you oh, saw
4: yeah. that.
0: Plus, also the first time you jump in, there's also environmental hazards that you're not used to, where there's like flames shoot out of certain parts of the map, and uh, you just have to learn to time it if you're going to cross there or
4: to avoid it. That's the only way to score too. Is you got to go past those fire traps.
0: My yeah.
1: favorite thing is 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 actually. You know, I go way back. So, the, like, in the original Unreal Tournament 2003, or not the original, but in Unreal Tournament 2003, there was the voices where you'd, like, kill a bunch of people, and it'd be like, Killingsbury. spree um those <laughs> Wait, voices was that again? Kill- <laughs> Shut up. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> um, the voices, like, I saw the, the video online for Hutball, and, you know, it had all the voiceover and the, all the commercials, and I was just like, wow, that's a really cool way to advertise it. And then when I actually played it, I discovered that those voices are in the, like... Like, it's, it's telling you what's going on in the game. It's actually yeah. happening. Like, when I saw that in-game, it was like, this... That was like real. Like that was that was not like, you know, some I got guy break that, d- it's
2: not actually real. It's in a video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's real enough, damn it. It's real of me. Yeah, um, all the dialogue that was in that trailer yeah, is from like, the game. Like, yeah. I was expecting the trailer to be like, "Oh yeah, play hotball, you know, and, and have narration and stuff that wasn't in the actual game." But when you get in the actual game, it's it, like that's what it is. You mm-hmm. you hear the narration and so and so has the ball and and all of that kind of good stuff is fantastic. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's
0: really I really I made that, cool. that myself. <laughs> Well, thank you. We take credit. We're big fans. Yes,
3: <laughs> and yeah. There's there's a lot of really cool stuff in this in this uh, in the game. I mean, like the companion class alone. I mean, that's something that's never really been done before. And I've had a lot of fun with that. You know, it, it's so cool to have someone like you know. Helping you out or healing you, and you don't have to even think about it. And then even like we played, like Adam and I played a Flashpoint the other day, where it was just the two of us, and then we had two companions fill out the roster, right? And, and like- that that was
2: definitely one of the plans for us. Was of course companions have always been a staple of Bioware games. Plus, you know, you know, within Star Wars, you got your sidekicks and that kind of thing. And it, but the idea always was. We want groups to be easy to form. And and so that goes back to the advanced class kind of thing and like how you set up characters. And you know, you don't have to be stuck with a particular type of healer, whatever, with a particular class. So we just, everything we did, we wanted to make it easier to group up. Therefore, one of the cool things about the companions is if you don't have a healer and there's only two of you that are going to play, especially later in the game when you have multiple companions, you can select a companion that will heal. Therefore, you've got the group that you need.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was pretty fun because Adam even had, like, he had his companion tank for us. (laughs) But I was like, that's. You know, I, I I hate tanking, so I was like, "That's that's fantastic." You know, <laughs> we've got an AI tank. That's great, awesome. And I'll sit yeah. back from you know a good distance away and deal my DPS.
1: So. My absolute favorite thing, and and you know, we all I think played somewhat different classes. Did anyone else play the Jedi Knight over the last couple of days? Okay, I, I played a long time ago. I played, I, played, I played the Imperial equivalent. Their okay. <laughs> <laughs> their their companion is is T seven hundred one right in the beginning of the game, and that companion is absolutely fantastic. Like. <laughs> Uh it, 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 it's a droid. Like it's it's very R2D2 ish, is I would assume who that's based on. Uh, very it similar. Looks yeah. Exactly. Oddly, oddly like <laughs> R2D2. Um but whoever whoever like wrote the dialogue, and, and I love how as I'm as I'm doing things, like the NP- or my companion will also like talk to me. Like, I'll kill some mobs, and he'll be like, that was really tough. Except it's like it whoever was the writer for T seven oh one was like an absolute nerd <laughs> because half of his dialogue is like similar to computer code where it's like slash slash T7 battle dot equals win. And I'm a server engineer. So like seeing that in game, I fell in love almost immediately just because of how the character is, is written and when he talks to you and stuff like that. And he has a personality. Like, do you guys remember the first time you saw like the commercial for Wally? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys like for me, I saw that and was like, Pixar is making a movie about a garbage collecting robot that goes to space and <sighs> saves fat people. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be retarded. And then I saw the movie, and then like within ten minutes, I was like, oh, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awesome. That Without happened. even talking, right? That ha- yeah, no dialogue whatsoever. And even, I mean, T-701 is like, beep, beep, beep. it's the same R2-D2 he's, stuff. He, he, you can't hear him. He's like monitoring software. Then. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, alert, battle not going that, well. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. And And as you're playing, like, within, I don't know, like 20 minutes of having the companion, I was in love with him. Like, it was fantastic. And then there was, like... And I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's one part where you know, you're getting ready to leave the first planet, like Tython. You're getting ready to leave Tython to go up to Coruscant. And uh, the the droid actually requests to go with you and is like, droid plus Jedi equals unstoppable! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that character so much. Like awesome. almost, like almost I would almost play Jedi Knight, and I'm probably not because I've been a healer since forever, um, th- solely on the companion character. I so badly want... A a, a a Sith sorcerer, R two D two. Please, make it make it very happen. specific. If, if, if that's not in the game now, please add that. <laughs> like let me let me kill a Jedi Knight in so, PvP and take his droid. So and be like you are mine now. All I'm, I'm going to say I want to
2: reboot his firmware and just be like. You are now Sith side. All yeah. I'm going to say to that, and I'm not going to give anything away here, but like if you are a Bioware fan, there are other very iconic droids within the Old Republic yes. universe that you may encounter within the game. That's true. Nice. Okay. That, that, was, much, that, that was a previous. nice vague statement there. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's a nice vague tease. <laughs> man. But but, yeah. what, what, are we
2: married? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the companions are awesome. And the companions have their own sort of subplots, too. which are <laughs> really really their own cool stories. stories. Oh, yeah. Think, like, full-blown... Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything. And uh, yeah, I don't know how deep we get into that, but I mean, like, like the same, same sort of way. Like, I definitely like got really interested in my companion, like when I was playing. Was like, wow, this is a really cool. Like, I want, you know, I wanted to take her along and be like, hey, come with yeah. me, let's play together. Yeah, and you can talk to them, find out, you know, backstory, <laughs> and is, is, uh, we know you explore yeah.
0: like quests with them to find out more about them and flesh that out. And that's the thing that I think is most striking about the Old Republic is how much story there is everywhere. You know, not only in quests but in companions. It seems like, you know, everything you do, if you want to delve further, you can and find out more information. And one awesome thing about the companions is they do all your crafting and and collecting for you. God, that's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So you can be... You can, out, li- you can about, literally say like,
3: okay, go and uh, collect some gems for me or whatever. Or like yeah. some, you know, Send them on a mission to go do something. So they'll be gone for like you know five minutes or ten minutes, whatever like that. But then they'll come back like, here's free stuff for you. Yeah. Oh, and by Thanks. the way, you can also,
2: as I'm sure you discovered, send them to sell your trash, which yes, is very yes. useful because you're like, ah, inventory full, what do I do? And yeah. they are like, oh, wait, I can just send T7. Hey, see you later, dude. And he comes back like two minutes later with money. With Yay. money, yeah.
1: That's so awesome. My, that, like, and you can even continue to like send your, you can be crafting and sending your or your, your companion to go, like do things even while you're in like a group instance yes like I was in a four player group instance my companion was nowhere to be seen and the whole time I'm running through here I'm like sending him to go mine stuff and like I've got the other companion going and crafting things and
0: all sorts of cool stuff I get angry when I realize my companion is with me and I haven't sent them to go (laughs) (laughs) Like I've been wasting time no, it's funny, though, because like,
3: you'll be playing, like, a Flashpoint, you'll have four of you, and then, like, one person will be back, like, oh, they're sending their companion to do yeah, stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like, they're sitting out a tell, or they're off, you know, working with their companion, so.
2: Yeah, I think that's two, beyond Coruscant, Jack, so no, I can yeah, talk I mean, about that. Right. I don't know yeah, yeah, never wow, had that many wow. We'll have a long beep there. Uh, like, a minute, a minute of tone. Everyone's going to be like,
1: <laughs> what was he talking about? What was he talking about?
2: <laughs> um,
0: and, uh, I was also going to talk about, like, we were talking about, you know, stories and backstory with companions. Um, I was also going to talk about what a superb job I felt that all the voice actors and actresses yes. did in the in the game. I know before I started playing, I read you know that it was going to be there wasn't really going to be text. It was going to be all dialogue, all spoken dialogue driven, and I was a little skeptical. But I think that the performances are solid enough to where it really engages you and makes. I think that's one of the things that makes you connect a lot more with the characters and care about the story and what's going on.
2: Awesome. Thank you. And, and I think that, you know, again, as we were out promoting the game early on and we would talk about that, and we, of course, everybody got the message real loud and clear. We kept saying, Bioware story, Bioware story in an MMO. And, and I think occasionally you'd get those people that are like, wait a second, didn't like EverQuest 2 do this and then And nothing against those games and, and, and what they brought to the genre. But I think that, Bioware storytelling is something that's unique and different. We obviously took uh, we have a huge cadre of writers that were working on this f- for a very long time, which is why you get these cool moments like with T7, etc. But also just like no holds barred in terms of once we committed to, we're doing this fully vo- fully voiced and especially with the player character being voiced, that was also a really key decision uh, within our game and development, uh, that, that it just, that is what Bioware storytelling mm-hmm. is all about. So I think it, it is, hopefully, unlike anything you've seen certainly in an mmo before
0: well it's it's interesting to I to touch on something you said there it's interesting that your player is voiced as well because i feel like there's two different approaches you can take there when you make a game either your protagonist is voiceless so you feel like you're projecting yourself onto them or your 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 protagonist is is voiced where you feel like you're watching a narrative and i feel like lots of times people don't want to give that voice because they feel like It's not as immersive because you don't feel like you're in the game. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it totally works. If if, if you're you're, yeah, you're really involved and you really care and are
1: attached to the characters. This is a fully voiced mm like NPCs that just are like, hey, I need five cat paws. (laughs) <laughs> they tell you that, like that's super important. So
2: space pa- space that, cats, <laughs> cats. yes, yeah.
3: those no, space cats gotta die. So some, some of my favorite stuff you run into, some of the, like the earlier quests, are typically it's like a man and a woman fighting over something, and that's always great. <laughs> like stumble <laughs> so into like it's like,
0: relatable.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know. In uh, again, talking about Republic side, but I, I think we tried to definitely put moments in that are not just part of your character's class story, but also world quests that have like very interesting decisions and. Um, I, I'm sorry, David. I gonna have to go off book here. And just talk a little bit. Imperial side on Huda, there is one just key moment, and it's right at the beginning of the game, uh, where where you make a decision about uh, sort of a wife and a husband fighting over their oh, child, right and it's just like you start the game off with a bang, and that's not even your class story, so that kind of stuff is sprinkled throughout yeah, the game as I well. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah.
1: yeah. There have actually been several times, and, and, and for the first time ever, the, and one of my biggest, so this is, this is the first, you know, Bioware MMO, and it's also the first time there's not a quick load in a Bioware game. So there's been several times that I've made a decision. You mean like quick save, quick load? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like. in all the other Bioware M- or Bioware games, there has been a quick save, quick load. So like before I get to a key point in the story, I'd be like, save. <laughs> go through the conversation options. And if I didn't like what happened, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to try a different option, quick load. And then i will go a different way. This time there's not that. Like, there's been a couple times that have been like torture them, and then like mid torture, something in my heart will go. You're an evil person. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. And I'm like F nine. That's not quick load. No. I've, oh I've my def- god. I, I have to reroll.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've definitely been there where I've, I've cho- I, like I've made a choice, like you said, like I'll make an evil
1: choice and I'll be like, that's a little more extreme than I. <laughs> think. Like, I didn't want to be quite that that lined awesome. about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely, and there's definitely those choices, like, for the first time, and, and, and even in a lot of other Bioware games, I have, I, I've played very, very dark characters, and I've played very, very light characters, it's pretty much the two, like, I'll play through twice, and I'll go both polar extremes, for the first time, like, and and, I, and it's probably that it's fully voiced, like, I, I find myself being way more attached to NPCs, and just, like, characters, and my companions, than in any other game, and it's, it's like, when I make an evil decision, I no longer want to make those evil decisions anymore. Because, <laughs> like, I'm just not that dark. <laughs> and, like, and playing the game, because it's fully voiced, and because you get to hear the NPCs, and you get to, like, hear them cry in pain. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, I don't think I can play a fully dark character. Because join us, I am shit. an evil cold heart. Like, join us. There are several One parts that are us. just like... No, can't do this.
3: It's so much fun just to murder <laughs> everything, though.
1: Oh, uh, dude, yeah, but there, I mean, but there, either, are, there are plots that are like you're murdering your friends. Jack is scary, as, yeah, as, as, like it's not. And this like, is
2: what Jack fantasizes <laughs> about. Like,
1: finally, they're not just like NPCs <laughs> you don't ever interact with. I mean, this is like your companion. You can be an evil, cold-hearted bastard too. Like your friends, the people who are with you, and you're just like, no, fuck them. I'm gonna kill them. Oh no, honestly, like, like, call you out I, on it. Too. I can't do it. Like. Those are the people that I'm supposed to have with me the whole game no, and it's like I can't I can't be evil to well, them. That's one of
3: those things too where it's like if you have a companion do you get like companion points? I think we can talk about that, right? Affection, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, affection points. And like if they if you do something your companion doesn't like, they will subtract points from
1: you and it's like Oh, don't hate me.
2: But See, I have to.
1: Do like, <laughs> I, I can only imagine that, like in other BioWare games, when you get to a certain, you know, like uh, if, you, if they really, really hate you, they'll like leave yeah. you. So I can only. See, guess the thing is, guess if you're a, if you're a, at some point, like <laughs> I'm going to get negative a thousand with a certain yeah. person, and he's going to be like, "Fuck you" and leave, <laughs> or
0: no, it's kill me because if you're addicted to them, you can just buy them presents. And that makes a, there you husband. go. Yeah, yeah. There are flowers. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> so It's like the abusive husband who's just, like, just like, "Please, realize. here's a ring. I'm so sorry. I won't do it ever." <laughs> Again, yeah, you can get gifts for your companions that will make them that'll raise affection. And there is some gifts that they prefer to other gifts. So, if, like the more you get to know your companions, yeah, you know yes. what they'd be interested in. You can buy things that they really like. To re- yes, and it's not always flowers. Not
1: always. It's flowers. Like, sometimes it's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Do diamonds.
2: Do droids like chocolate, you know? <laughs> like space. I, chocolate, didn't try you know? That. I don't I think Kem Vall on the uh, on the Imperial side. Ah, I keep doing, it. Keep I'm doing sorry. That. Ah he probably doesn't like flowers, that's all I <laughs> No. He doesn't. He probably does, but he like just eats them. And then eats you This doesn't <laughs> taste like Jedi. <laughs>
3: But, I mean, dude, the game is fantastic. fantastic. I'm like, I, so December 20th, and then there's going to be some early release stuff if you have, like, or like early release weekends or whatever, right? Like Early access. Early yes. access, that's what I'm
0: looking for. If you for. pre-order
4: the game, you'll get in before launch. Yeah. We haven't specified exactly when yet.
0: And there's three different SKUs. There's, like, a normal, standard game, the digital deluxe game, and the collector's edition. You've been yep. doing your homework, or you bought all three. I'm not sure. <laughs> or you have it right there in your laptop. No, no, I have nothing no. on the laptop. This is all up here, baby. It's all, <laughs> all Gus. Well, so,
3: so Gus went digital. You went all digital. I went digital. And I think, I, Adam, you went all digital. Yeah, I always do digital. I've got the collector's edition pre-ordered, mainly because you get collector's edition stuff that you can't get unless you buy the collector's edition. So, hell yeah. Oh, and, and it's, it's a the, sweet me, box. Me, me, yeah. me that box. Oh, I haven't
1: seen the box yet. Oh, me yeah, and Gus have wives, and justifying an $150 video game was... Like, um... well, exactly. know, it, it's like for, it's for work. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to write this off. No, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm
3: sure we're going to be making achievement Hunter videos for it once. once exactly definitely going to so. be doing. There are achievements
0: in the game. I'm going to. There are achievements in the game. Yes. Long there are. The there are. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I'm learning all kinds the so.
2: <laughs> of so There you go, you can write that shit off too. But I'm going to do another plug because we were talking about the early access thing, but I think beyond that, what you were also talking to is we've been doing larger scale uh, beta weekends, and we're going to keep okay. doing that over the next month, month really and a half, whatever. I, uh, I know we're inviting more and more players. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, if you haven't signed up on the website, then you should do that now because uh, we're going to try to get you in before we actually launch the game. Yeah, it's and, a, and
1: really quick, really quick. The people who are signing up now, please do more than like five minutes of research into. The- <laughs> the game because I swear to God, if you join the game, and are like, I don't understand why. Like, the <laughs> amount of people that are new and have no idea anything about the game at what, all. What is this Star Wars I what, keep hearing about? Like, the amount of people who are like, which class is the Jedi, or is yeah. the World Skywalker? And I'm like, yeah. what? I'm going to stab someone. What, what is that, Blue Sword? Yeah, where, where's Luke Skywalker? <laughs> like, some of, the, some of the really, like, the older Star Wars lore questions, I'm okay with people, because, like, not everyone who plays MMOs. Is, is accustomed to that, but like, I wanna give Yoda a hug. Oh, there's been those, like, they just have no idea as to the context of the game at all, and then they're just like asking questions like, which one's the tank? I'm like, you, you can go to well, that, it, com, click classes, and just read for like 10 minutes.
0: Well, that plays, and, then, and then come back. But that also plays please. into what we were talking about earlier, about the diversity of classes and the roles that they can play. Yeah. That, so sometimes it's a little overwhelming. I still leave general immediately. There's <laughs> just too many retards in there. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why what you were talking about reminded me of this. And I, I'm going to sound like a total last kisser because I just keep throwing these compliments out. Oh, we love it. Keep going, but Guess. I good. I also like the way that you incorporated the music into the game. Uh, during key events and I feel like it's a good mix of like original prequel music you know newer trilogy music and also stuff that I've never
2: heard before I don't know if it's original composition or if it's just like deep tracks from the from the <laughs> so Wars actually we had a track. significant amount of uh, new content music created for the game and that was all done uh, with LucasArts so it's actually we worked with them they hired folks that have worked on lots of Star Wars stuff over the last 10 15 years or more because mm-hmm. they they work with those people all the time and so so yeah there's a lot of original music for our game that's in there and that was all done by yeah. well there's, there's an it's,
4: amazing it's, developer dispatch we put out a couple of years ago that everyone agrees is like one of the best ones we did but we filmed the orchestra that we hired nice. to record mm-hmm. the music mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to watch
0: it's totally seamless like i didn't i didn't realize it was the original composition but it, it it totally fits that theme and that sound and it sounds like you know it's 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 can Well, it is canon, but it sounds yeah. like it's original from the movies. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Even the sound, the sound effects in the game are great too. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I'm
3: picking, like picking up various blaster rifles and hearing the different noises they make, or the like, lightsabers. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's so
0: satisfying when you finally get your lightsaber yeah. and you're like swinging it around. Like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck some shit. up. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: a lot of those, if oh I'm not gosh.
4: mistaken, are from the actual Lucasfilm library, right? Oh, oh yeah, cool. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And but then we've done a lot of, um, not a lot, but we've done some modification to that stuff too. So I think with the other cool thing that you find, especially if you're like wearing headphones and you're really into it, which which if you play with headphones, is a different experience. Experience and you catch some of the nuance But like just hearing how we've altered Especially as you go through the game And different lightsabers sound different Different blaster rifles sound different So I actually like when I pick up a new blaster rifle And play in the Trooper Then you're actually like, I wonder what this one's going to sound like And you're like, oh, that's that one sound from episode 2 yeah, Or whatever, yeah.
0: so it's pretty cool Absolutely Is
2: is the Wilhelm scream anywhere in the in the, in the
0: game? <laughs> I cannot say, I'd have uh, to ask Todd it's, Davis. In the, it's in the trailers Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> That's great uh, yeah. yeah, I always play with headphones like um, almost exclusively. Well, you also have a wife, so yeah. Like if if my wife <laughs> hears me like, "What are you doing, nerd stuff?" Get <laughs> out of here. Stuff. <laughs> Especially if like I'm on vent or like any kind yeah. of like, oh, yeah. voice chat. Oh, yeah. She's like, what are they saying, nerds? <laughs> yeah. like, like, thanks. You knew thanks. what you were marrying. You should put her
4: <laughs> in vent one time. Just let her sit on vent, not playing the game. She's oh, oh, just had- making fun of her the whole time.
3: Well, we should probably let these two get out of here. I think yeah. we've got a big, important meeting to go to on some distant planet. right? Well,
0: uh, the game's launching very soon, and I'm sure with as the... Testing grows. I'm sure, Blaine, you're you're extremely busy.
3: Hey, oh, can we get you guys back here sometime to actually talk about like the other side? Maybe like a little nope. bit closer or post launch, so we can talk about, like raids and you know maybe high level, yeah, yeah I would love that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, great. Where I'm, totally. that's all I'm about. Like a no holds barred conversation. Step. Once you guys are allowed,
0: let's to have talk. a
2: that's frank like, discussion <laughs> about Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sound good? Yes. Is that, yeah, like, is like, that agreement? Awesome. Well, David can agree to that. Yes. Okay. Good.
1: Real quick, just to touch on on, on another thing, and we we missed it with music. Is Cantina banned in the game? Because I haven't found it yet. <laughs> it's all there, I care about. There are Cantinas in there the game. That, I, I With have, original not, I cantina have not went there yet.
4: And it's amazing. Some of the Fantastic. I just saw some really cool tech, which I don't think I can talk about for the cantinas. But I saw some awesome stuff they put into the cantinas. We can beep it out. They to oh, no. make them. We can
0: just <laughs> n- n- let's just can try woo. to make as little as little production as possible for Gus. <laughs> <make> <laughs> it as easy as possible.
4: I will say I love. Hey, the we're day. not doing well, video. That's we're all you do. Here, here, take right? you like five and days. <laughs> put
0: the beeps <laughs> in.
3: Yeah, that's your entire job. There are dancing girls in cantinas. Those are all yes, yeah. That's good. The hollow dancers and also
4: the hollow dancer, which you get with the collector's edition. Oh, nice. Really? That's correct. Boom!
3: There you go. That's the reason why I bought the collector's
0: edition, right there. Well, because you, Jack likes holodancers. dancers. <laughs> absolutely. If you're listening to the Enhanced Podcast, we'll have a link to it right now. You can click and buy. All right. And support these guys. Ooh. Well, thank you so much for taking time mm-hmm. to uh to come down. I know we work on in, opposite ends of the city. So Yeah, I, I think it. we're near the equator now as I said, <laughs> <in the laughs> south of Austin. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. It's noticeably hotter down here than it is up there. All
3: right, Blaine and David, thanks a lot for coming on the the podcast. Thank you. Yes, Appreciate it. So much. Thank, right. you thank you guys. Bye everyone.